Three, two, one. Was that in sync? No. Three, two, two one. No, oh, that was even <laughs> <laughs> Three, two, one. Great, going well. Brilliant. Never mind. Well, welcome back to Girls in the Pit Wall. Podcast seven. Podcast seven. Dutch GP edition. Oh yeah. Yep. It's good to be back. It is. I'm Jasmine. I'm Catherine, and this is Girls in the Pit Wall. Girls in the Pit Wall. Here we go. Ready. Very excited because it was a jam-packed weekend this week. It really was. Uh, it came back with an absolute punch. Yeah, everything went on. Yeah, everything that could have happened happened really. Yeah. Um, we should probably start with the fact, going back to last week, that Haas have re-signed. Yeah. Kmag and Nico for they like have. one more year. So two of our seats have been filled. Good stuff. Yep. We're pretty happy about that, to be honest. Yeah, I, I'm, like I am glad. Appearing. I'm glad to see them back. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got Kevin on LinkedIn. <laughs> he's you too. And so when he posted about it, I think I said something like, really lovely, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. So good. It was very uh, mum on Facebook of me. I love uh, it, though. That's how like, you should be on LinkedIn. <laughs> just got to let Kevin know. Brilliant. Maybe we'll get him on the podcast. Exactly. I mean, it keeps giving me notifications to message him, and I'm like, I can't. <laughs> what do you mean, message Kevin? <laughs> like, who runs Kevin's LinkedIn? Is it him, or is it someone else? I don't know. But do you know who is really active on LinkedIn? Is Daniel Ricardo? No way. That's probably his main form of social media, and I'm but not I joking. But I suppose because he has his wine business and his clothing brand, too, then he kind of needs that avenue. So my next goal on LinkedIn is to get Daniel your card yes next, next big fish up. yeah um oh and the other thing was and i need my phone so last week we talked about or you explained the regulation changes to us yes but we were a bit stumped on some of it and we've had someone get in touch we have a listener a listener uh, or to be less formal george who i went to school with. yes thanks george for getting in touch we um, needed that so he came up with some reasons for shortening the wheelbase so he said it would mean more overtakes on tight circuits like Monaco. Mm-hmm. Cars won't be as big. Yep. Um, and they should weigh less and there'll be less downforce. So it might be slower in the corners. Obviously that would balance out yeah. the extra speed that they're going to have. He said this, he's not sure, but that's what he had thought of. So we appreciate that. Yeah, my friend Kyle was speaking to me about it as well. He was saying the same kind of thing. He said it's going to make the cars smaller, mm-hmm. um, which... I mean, that ties into Zanfor, actually, because the pet lane is so small yep. that they could do with some skinnier cars. Absolutely. So we have some answers, at least. So we appreciate people getting in touch and letting yes, us know. Yes, we do. Thanks so much for Helping messaging. Helping us out. Um, oh, yeah, Zanfor. I think this, is, this has actually been, and I'll say this, it's been my favourite race so far. It's had the most action it throughout was... all of the practices yeah. quality the race it everything. was chaotic but in the best way it wasn't australia chaotic where it all sort of happened in the last yeah bit of the race mm-hmm. and it all went horrendously wrong it no, this was great it was it was good a lot of good racing today um also shout out to the people who were there watching in the rain and the marshals didn't the stop marshals, dancing the marshals have the best vibe they were all like everyone there was so happy yeah, everyone i want i want to work they there. had their ponchos on Techno tunes. Yeah. Great. Nah, they looked like they were having a blast. Yeah. Oh, the Max Verstappen minions were out. <laughs> yeah. 
there's this one TikTok and it's from last year's Envoy and someone put it to the like the Minions song. Nice. It's all the, the Dutch fans and their orange jumping up and down and yeah. it really really tickled me. Um Do we start at FP one? Yeah. Although I just wanna say in amongst the Friday had a shocking weekend. Terrible. But before we get into like FP one, I just wanted to point out um Charles has an ear infection. Had. Had. Yes. Um, so Charleg drove all the way from Monaco. 14 hours, I think they yep, said. To Zambort. Was it worth it? No. No. Maybe he should have just stayed. Got, yeah. Uh, in Monaco. Yeah. Uh, he could have done with just missing this weekend, I think. Honestly. I know, because they didn't want the altitude of the plane to mess up his ears. Yeah. But, I mean... And Lance also had an ear infection. But then what I don't understand is if you're getting in a car with that much G-force, surely that's going to do worse than a plane. This is what I thought about. You can't, you can't fly, but you're okay to get in that car. Yeah, I don't get it personally, but you oh, know well. what, pop off. He, he lived. <laughs> he I'm sure his eardrums are intact. We can only hope. Maybe that's what went Is that what Lance's bandage was on his face yeah, this week? His for ear an ear infection. infection. Yeah. He had a bandage on his face because of an ear infection. Yes, I believe so. That's so dramatic. I'm not He's even going to sugarcoat that. That's so dramatic. Never mind. I thought he'd hurt his jaw or something. No, no. Ear infection. <laughs> Never mind. They're falling apart after the summer break. Honestly. A bit too much fun, I think. <laughs> Can't keep it together. But yeah, FP1. Yeah. Just a couple of things. Yeah, I've got a couple of things. Because I actually managed to watch the full race weekend this Woo-hoo! weekend. Which is very exciting for me. That's um, exciting. Well, I think my first main point from FP1 was Robert Schwartzman yeah. driving... Is it Schwartzman or Schwartz? Schwartzman. Yeah, I, th- I thought yeah. it was. I just got so much anxiety there. Um, so he was driving for Carlos mm-hmm. in the Ferrari for FP1. Um, he didn't do badly. No, the Ferrari is having some issues overall this weekend. But at the start, he was putting in similar times to Charles. Yeah, he was. He was doing, he was doing a good job for the testing that he needed to do, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm happy for him, getting his little go in it. And it wasn't an easy shift, so... No, and this is one of the most demanding tracks, so... Yeah, a good bit of experience for, for him. For sure. And then the the only other thing I had was... Uh, so, obviously, Haas have re-signed their two drivers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They didn't exactly have the best time this weekend. They have not. Uh, FP1, Nico spun out and caused a red flag. Had massive front wing damage. Yeah, and Gunther saying... Um, on the broadcast that they literally only had one other front wing for this weekend. Yeah. So it was like, do we put it on now already and risk that one getting damaged or do we just continue with the damaged one and hope for the best? I know, because Haas are on a massively reduced budget this year. Yeah, they're they're suffering a bit. So that was a bit dramatic. But there was a few people off, like Max and Fernando was off too as well. Um, Yeah. Charles couldn't stay on the track uh, the entire weekend, really. He's been a bit of an idiot this weekend. And then... FP2 is where it all really kicked off. Yes. So Oscar went off the track. He did. He had a little spin and ended up in the wall. Yeah, at the... How do you say it? The... Oh, they've been saying it the whole weekend too. And I forgot... The, the Huggenholtz. Yeah. Huggenholtz. <laughs> you know the one I mean, that in that corner. The one with the bank on it. Yeah. The one that's like kind of not really a corner, it's just one long Yeah, bank. just a long bank. Um, so Oscar went off and went into the barrier. And unfortunately, Daniel was coming around at that point, And for him, it was either go into Oscar or launch the car into the barrier, which obviously he took the second option. But when he did that, he 
didn't let go of the wheel when he hit the wall, which was a very rookie mistake on his part. So yeah. this is in part his own fault. Um, he was holding the wheel and obviously when he hit the wall, the impact jolted the wheel round and it crunched his left hand uh, beside the car. So, so broken metacarpal for him. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they've kind of said that his aim is to be back for Singapore. I think it'll be Japan because Singapore's too demanding of a track. Yeah, but he has got Lance Stroll's surgeon, so... He has, so it could be a miracle recovery. He could be back next week, for and all we know. He had his surgery today, he was smiling away afterwards. Yeah, he's put a Instagram. wee post up saying that he's all fine and well now. So, wishing the best for Yeah, best Mr. for Ricardo. Danny Rick. Bless him. I'm gutted for him, I really am. He only just got back and now he's having to take some time out again. But, redeeming that was the fact that we got to see Liam Lawson... We did. We got to see Liam Lawson. And that was exciting. It was. And I'm happy for him. He had a good debut. But we'll get on to that. I've got a whole list of things about Liam. Mm -hmm. um, Because he was was mighty this weekend. He he did put in a good shift. And, oh, it came out at a massive um, slip in FP3. Oh, you're on FP3. Oh, you got more from FP2? Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. I had, well, I had about Lando. Oh, um, yeah. His times were better than Max for basically yeah. the whole of free practice. It was looking so optimistic for both McLarens it this really weekend. It really was. And I genuinely thought this weekend could have Lando and Paul, but also this weekend we could see someone else winning. Yeah, I did. I, I felt thought there was going to be some more challenging than I mean, there was. And there was a bit. Well, yeah, there was. But like I thought the McLarens were going to be the ones to do that. Yeah, so, you know... It was looking promising for a little bit. And Carlos was in the gravel quite a few times in FP2. Yeah. The Ferraris had an absolute made of a weekend. And it was that turn one that was really getting everyone. Oh my God, everyone. Everyone was up on that escape road at some point. Yeah. Uh, especially Charles. There's so many memes about how... Oh my God. What the normal track looks like and yeah. the track for Charles. Yeah, well it was. It was like he was driving a completely different circuit to the rest of them. But the Ferraris just couldn't find any grip at that first turn. Yeah. So they were just going straight on. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I already knew from that point, I think I texted you, I'm like, I think we're just going to have to accept that this you is did, not a good yeah. weekend for I know. Ferrari. We had to pick another team to support this weekend. <laughs> I'm normally really optimistic, like stupidly optimistic, because that's the best way to live life. It is. But I just knew, I was like, no. It wasn't the one for us. Let's not get too excited this weekend. No, I'm retired in this top. <laughs> for those who are just listening Jazz is in a Ferrari top got my Carlos top on I'm not even representing a team I was wearing my McLaren shirt earlier but um, I've retired it now just for a, yeah. a jumper I've gone neutral quite right I think I'm going to have to do the same Jot have become a Pierre Gasly fan <laughs> I'm switching it up I can't cope anymore we didn't see this coming and I literally have a note that's just got a star next to it that was just Ferrari was struggling all the practices they had issues with the rear of the car Charles took a new gearbox but that was part of his allocation so mm-hmm. we were all good um, but they were just from the get go having yes. mega issues this time and he had a massive shunt in the wall right where like the whole oh, was it the whole left side of his car like all the suspension was gone on the wheels because yep. he just buggered it in the wall and he very minorly tapped the back too but imagine that gearbox was gone so absolute last thing they needed really had us on edge this weekend yeah and then yeah all i've got is um my next whole bit is about liam lawson a wee summary of his weekend unless you've got anything else first um i don't have anything else for fp2 i do have some stuff for fp3 though okay um obviously fp3 was extremely wet 
Yeah, just a touch. Um, I did actually feel really bad for Liam Lawson going in for FP3 and it being soaking for the first time he yeah. was doing the, the track in the F1 car. Um, Max had another spin in FP3. He he, um, he hit the, the white lines that are along the banking of the turn that was catching everybody today. Mm-hmm. Um, and he had a little moment. Yeah, um, I also had that Liam, he had a bit of a moment. So he had a bit of an understeer. Mm-hmm. And then he tapped the curb and he spun out. But yeah. he managed to save the car and he actually got it back into the into the pits. Yeah. And back into the Yeah, garage. which was quite So that was done. impressive, especially considering how many drivers went off during yeah. that practice yeah. particularly. for sure. So that was the first sign of... I um, think I actually have a note of everyone that went off. A first sign of promise from Liam for this weekend. Um, K-Mag... Yep. He spun. Um, both Ferraris yep. um, went off and almost hit the wall up at the first corner. Uh, Pierre also went off at the first corner and almost hit the wall. Uh, Joe was beached in the gravel. Yeah. Um, Ocon tapped the wall as well, and then obviously Liam lost into. And Joe was really one to watch this weekend in terms of... He was flying this but weekend. there's also a little bit of drama. Um, Rumour yeah. has it that Joe doesn't have enough funding to stay in Formula One. But then there's also so many rumours that are saying that he has already signed. So we don't actually know whether he is staying or not staying or what's going on. And I think the funding thing is his sponsors, right? Because Alfa Romeo aren't happy with how much money his sponsors are putting into the team. Yeah. So he really needed to put on a good show this weekend. He He did. did. He did for the most part. Bless him. Bless. But... Yeah, is that everything from practice? Yeah, that Quick was my that was my FP three rundown. So I've rather than talk about Liam in each kind of part of this weekend, I've just summarised it in one big Liam section. Okay. So Liam has won on debut in eight different categories. Mm-hmm. I thought that was worth mentioning. Definitely. And also, he's never driven the Alpha Tari before FP three. Like, yeah, he's, never he's never been never behind the wheel of that car. Either, no. Yeah. So that was a big deal. Mm-hmm. So he had his little moment in FP three, but he was fine. Uh, it was a really impressive save. Very. Qualified P20. but It was a pure qualifying, but that was kind of to be expected because it's his first time in a Formula 1 car. And he finished the race in P13. He and that did. Was That's a, very impressive. With a 10-second penalty. He would have actually been a little bit further up without that penalty. But then we do also have to take into account the four DNFs. Yeah. Or retirements. Um, but if you compare that to Yuki, who is P16... Which I would say wasn't entirely Yuki, Yuki's fault. No, Yuki got shafted at the yeah. end because he he's actually my driver of the day. He was on my list. I had a short list this week. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, he was on my list and then AlphaTauri messed up his race, but we can get to that as yeah. well. Yeah. Because I have that written further on. He did get his 10 second penalty for... I first thought it was for speeding in the pit lane, but it wasn't. It was for impeding in the pit lane, apparently. Oh, okay. Because I was like, why has he got a, a 10 second for speeding in yeah, the pit lane? Yeah, because I thought that was quite severe when it came yeah, through. Yeah, but no, it was, it was the same he thing. impeded. I don't know who he impeded, um, but... Never yeah. mind. So still an incredible result. Mm-hmm. Um, and a, a fun wee stat, which might make you chuckle, is this season, Alpha Terry has had more drivers than it has points. <laughs> <laughs> So sad. <laughs> Just a bit. Uh, oh I was looking at the goodness. championship table this afternoon, and down the bottom you've got Liam, Nick, Daniel. So I'll bless oh, them. Goodness. Oh no. <laughs> for Alphatari. It's not good for them, is it? Oh bless. No. Never mind. Next year's looking to be a better year for the Alphatari boys, so yeah. they can just hold out their hope for that. I know. But if Liam, it'd be interesting now to see Liam 
in Monza as well and see how he does yeah there. for sure hopefully um, a little bit of an easier race in I think terms of conditions yeah I think it should be fine but I'm, I'm so sad to not be seeing Danny Rick in Monza it's like he his looked, track yeah and he literally came back he had two races he did have one good race and one bad I'm race I'm so gutted for him he, that is some tragic luck so bad yeah but never mind we live and we learn yeah and it was in part his own fault so we can't feel too bad yeah, bit of a disaster. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to say before we go on to like properly about the race weekend that the rule change for the weekend with the tire allocation, um, was just written in for this weekend. So usually in a wet race you would have to go out and fill wet tires, but they have changed it so you can go out in intermediates instead because they don't want all the traffic in the pit lane like there was in Spa because that was carnage. It was crazy. Absolute madness in the pit lane. So they changed it so you could go out in intermediates or wets, just whatever the drivers and teams thought was best, to reduce pit lane traffic. And it worked out quite well. It did, I think. Because it was still crazy, but it was organised yeah, crazy a exactly, little bit. Exactly, exactly. So good They move. weren't running people over, which no, was good. No, important. I actually, so this week... I thought it was only fair that we dedicate an entire section to everything that went wrong with Ferrari. Oh, and um, it's countless. Because I thought it was such a long list that it really deserved its own section. So we'll call this the Ferrari shambles section. Yep. So, as we said, slow in the practice. They were slow in quality. Oh, boy, were And they, they were slow. slow in the race. And I'm sorry, but what was Charles Leclerc doing in Q1? Because this man could not keep it on the track. I was so sure that he was going to go out in Q1 that I was like, if he goes out, I'm going to have to lie on the ground. I'm actually going to... <laughs> I won't cope with this. I'm going to have to lie on the ground and decompress yeah. because I can't... Yeah. I can't do this. Yeah. I was so excited for this weekend and he's ruined it. And I actually... I stopped cheering for him in the race because I was like, no. See, when Liam overtook him for that brief second, <laughs> yeah. I was like, go on, Liam! <laughs> like, it was... I mean, we'll talk about it. It was partly his fault and partly Ferrari's fault this weekend. Do you see that in my cues? Who knows? Yeah. yeah. Ferrari. Yeah. Just Ferrari shite. Yes. That's all it says. Yeah. That's all I had to say about it, really. And then Charles just went off the track several times. A uh, bit of a nightmare. Oh my God, terrible for him. And then qualifying in Q1, Carlos was coming out the pit and Ferrari, you know, just didn't inform him that Oscar was coming around at that exact moment. So he forced Oscar off the track, and as a result of that, it was a 5,000 euro fine. Not too heavy. 5,000? Yeah. I didn't realise how big the... So originally I saw people saying it was 100 euros. But when I checked this earlier, when I was doing my last bit of research for the podcast, it's 5,000 euro fine for Carlos and Ferrari. So at least it wasn't a a race penalty, but like... Yeah, that's true. Or points on his licence, because that would have gone the complete other way. I feel like that was, like, it's still not too bad. No. It got away a bit. It got away lightly. Yeah. So that was okay. And, I mean, they managed to qualify. Carlos was P6. The thing and is, And Charles though, P9, only because Logan also crashed in Q3. Yeah. Yeah. So he was saved Bless. by that a little bit. Not yeah. that it made absolutely any difference today. But Carlos, and I will defend him, not just because he's my favourite, but because he did extract the most that that yeah. car had to give this weekend. He really pushed it. He did as much as he could. That last three laps of the race him defending Hamilton was unbelievable because the Mercedes had incredible pace this weekend and Ferrari just didn't at all no no but Carlos defending skills he was rivaling Checo there and then so it kind of went wrong in the race Charles got some front wing damage pretty quick 
Yeah, so that was the first bit in of an incident with had. Oscar. And then so in lap after the first it started raining in lap one and lap two everyone starts to pit. And Charles pits. And so this this we'll go with what we saw first and yeah. then I'll add in the context yeah. afterwards. So from the TV broadcast point of view, Charles comes into the pit line. No tires. Pit crew stood there, no tires, they're scrambling out. Takes ages. And we're like, oh my god, what's happened? So it turns out Charles was the one to make the call to box, yeah. which rightly so. Yeah. But obviously the pit crew weren't ready for that. Mm. And by the time Charles had said he was boxing, he was already coming into the pit lane. Yeah. Um, but the thing but, is, half the pit crew guys were stood there stationary. They yeah. could have been getting those tyres. Ferrari should have already been gearing up to do that. They should, would have seen everyone else around them gearing up to do that. The, they would, they have, just they would have seen there. the rain. Yeah. They would have seen it the rain. It was a torrential downpour. Pick up the tyres. Be ready. In Charles' <laughs> interview after the race, he said, well, this was actually during the red flag, he said that he knew that they wouldn't be ready, but he also knew that the time they would have lost if he'd stayed out would have been more than the time that they lost yeah. from Pickering not being ready. Yeah, which was so smart. Once again, the fire drivers being their own strategists at this point. Um, so that was a shambles. Obviously. And then Charles then sustained some floor damage later on in the race. Massive floor damage. Yes. So that he was that. was out. I was actually so relieved for them to retire him. I was like, so Thank was God. I. I was glad that they just took him in because I was like, come on now, this can't go on any longer. Because they had to swap them around at one point. I'm glad that they did Carl's that. Because on the radio, too. like, he needs to let me in front of him. Yeah, he was him. like, please don't slow me down. And I was really worried that Ferrari were not going to let. Yeah, Carlos I'm glad pass. they did. I'm glad they so did. So thank God for that. Carlos right. had a better weekend. The one smart move that Ferrari made. And actually, Carlos was a highlight of this race. Both his yeah. attacking and his defending this oh weekend. Oh my God, he's been unreal un- this weekend. He was like half the entertainment yeah, for most honestly. of that. That whole middle part of the race. Mm-hmm. Carlos. Yeah. Yeah, he was really impressive, he actually. He was. He was really, really good. Like, I still can't go over the defending of Hamilton. Like, it was insane. Because yeah. Hamilton had... Lando. Yeah, Hamilton had Lando attacking him. So he was attacking Carlos to try and stop Lando attacking him. But Carlos was defending like his life depended on it. I had me on the edge of my seat, though. So. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Expecting a crash at any moment. Yeah, definitely. And then, literally, under my section that I've titled Race, the first thing I've just written is Madness. <laughs> It was madness. That's all you can say about it. Yes. Well, the first note that I have in my race section is Logie Sarge in the wall. Yeah. Because I think I blacked out for the start of the race because it was so chaotic. I didn't have any notes because I was so focused on what was going on. Yeah, I have this whole little Logan section. And I think we should say he actually did an incredible job until he crashed this weekend. Because yeah, he did well in qualifying. He made it to Q3. Yeah, it was his first time in Q3. And he actually knocked Lewis out. He did, And stopped him yeah. getting into Q3, so that was a big deal. And that was the first top 10 start by an American since Michael Andretti in 1993. Very good for Logan. So it was. I was so excited for him. I was so excited. But on the flip side, after he crashed, he did sit and sulk. For the in, entire race. Yeah, in a little shelter for the entire race and he refused to talk to any media or his team also well it really started horrendously before he even crashed because he got lapped mm-hmm. in lap seven yeah so what went wrong but the thing is like this is a consistent thing for logan he doesn't show in the race 
And like, I really want to see Logan do well, but I think when you see how much Alex is getting out of the Williams, because the Williams is quick. It, it is, is quick. It is. And Alex is getting the most out of that. Um, I mean, Alex was one of the people that was being suggested for pole this weekend. Yeah, exactly. Because of how quick he'd been going. And he almost had it too. Yeah. He was so, so close. And I, yeah, I I don't know if we're going to see Logan after this season. I don't think so. I think that he'll get dropped after this year. I think he's not signed a contract yet, as no. far as we're aware. And I don't see him signing anyone yeah I don't either but I really want to see he see him do well this time because there's so much promise there for Williams there wasn't you know what and uh, he showed it in qualifying yeah he he just tanked it in the race so I don't know if Williams when they can when they have someone like Alex I don't know if they'll want to gamble and have Logan for another year they can't cope with another Latifi level crisis though they just can't I don't know, you're obviously, as we said last week, rooting for it to be young Mick. Get Mick Schumacher in the car. Do you? Get Mick Schumacher in the car. Do you believe that Mick would have done better this weekend than Logie Sarge? Do you know what? I can't, I can't hand on heart say that because Mick is also notoriously something of a ballerina on the racetrack. <laughs> That's such a good way of yeah. putting it. He likes a wee spin, he a wee does. pirouette. He just, he just likes a little turn, right? But... I don't know. I can't hand on heart say that Mick would have done a better job. Actually, maybe I can because he had the experience on Logan. Yeah. So he has the the knowledge of the track more than Logan does. But and Mick had a good start in yeah. Sandport last year. Exactly. Albeit the conditions were a little bit different. But... Yeah, and it's a different car. Yeah. So I think that Mick probably would have done better, but I can't for sure say because <laughs> Mick does I'm love biased. a little dance. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, I think Williams need to do some real thinking about what their their move is for. I think yeah, they need to get their priorities in line. And before, especially if they lose Alex. Yeah. Before I said, well, this is a whole thing. Before I said that I don't want to see. I would like to see Logan have another season, but now I'm like, oh, maybe mm-hmm. maybe your chance is kind of gone here yeah. because actually you had such a huge chance to do well this weekend and you've not done it. Yeah. Um, and then you sulked. Yeah. You weren't a good sportsman about it either. No, he wasn't because he didn't speak to anybody, not even his team. You could have just gone, like like Lewis did after the race, it was a hard race. Yeah. But do you know what? Next weekend or next race weekend, we'll, we'll come back again. stronger. Yeah. yeah. But he sulked. Um, and I get that it's heartbreaking, but at the same time, you're not doing yourself any favours by I doing know. it. But I, in terms of Alex leaving, I think five teams have approached him, allegedly. Yeah. Um, and I know that Red Bull are definitely in there. For sure they uh, have Christian Horner was singing his praise for oh, Alex was, this weekend. yeah. But I, if Williams carry on the way that they're going, why would Alex leave? Yeah. Because he's doing so well in that car. I know. And Williams aren't going to get rid of him. Where else would he go that he'd have such a secure seat? That's true. It's a good car and he's doing well and he'll create an amazing legacy there. I think as so. As being one of their best drivers in yeah. recent history. That's true. So That's very I think true. at the moment, I don't see why he would ever consider leaving really, unless someone was going to pay him a lot more. Yeah. And that, you know, that yeah. tempted him. But no, I think he's in a good spot. I'd like to see him stay for the time being with Williams. But then at the same time, I think that Alex is one to think of the whole team as well. Yeah. And if he doesn't have a good teammate, there's no chance of Williams being a constructor's contender or for a teammate that will help him during the race with slipstreams or any yeah. progress. So I think that he isn't being helped by who they're pairing him with. I wonder if they're consulting Alex on who would you actually, who would you like to be paired with? And I'm sure he'll say Mick Schumacher. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
You say that. I will. I'm manifesting it. I do like that Max started with the three 2019 rookies behind him this weekend. <laughs> yeah, it was William's post that they did on their Instagram of that photo of George, Lando, and The caption. Alex. Yeah, the yeah. caption. What Max is seeing in his rear view mirror. Yeah, it was good. Um, it was good. Yeah. The grid for the start of the race had so much potential for excitement. Yeah. And it, it really did. Um, and it, it was just, exciting at the start. And it just didn't work out for any of them. No, it didn't work out, but it was exciting. <laughs> An important thing to, to say is that George, who started P3, mm. um, in the sort of kerfuffle at the start that we can talk about, ended up in P16 after that kerfuffle. I thought he retired. Am I wrong? No, he retired... Well, no, this is a whole thing, right? But at the start of the race, he dropped from P3 oh, yeah, yeah. to P16. Yeah, yeah. In the Poor. whole madness that occurred. Poor. I guess we should probably say what kind of happened at the start of the race. I'll let you take this one. So, no rain when the race was starting. Mm-hmm. Clearly no sign of rain because everyone was starting on slicks. Everyone started on softs except Lewis. He was on mediums. Yes. Which was interesting because in the practice, everyone had kind of reported that mediums were the worst tyre. Yeah. So that was an interesting Mercedes decision. Very. But um, I guess they wanted to see how it was going to do. And as soon as the race started, uh, the heavens opened and the rain came pouring down. Absolutely chalking it. So first to box was Checo. Mm -hmm. He came flying in. And then Charles, Pierre and Joe came after him. And then someone else, because five cars pitted in the first two laps. Okay. It's either five or six. And then after that, everyone kind of came in. Yeah. So we had the, and by lap four, and I have this written down because this was, I thought this was hilarious. Oh my God, why, why have I written this? Yeah, lap four, the top three was Checo, Joe and Pierre. I was screaming for Joe Guan Yu. So I was I. I have never been so happy for that man in my life. I can genuinely say I've never given a damn about where Joe's ends up in the race, to be honest with you. I do. I love that guy. Oh, well, I've never been, like, arsed. Mm. I have other people that I pay attention yeah, to more. Yeah, uh, But I was, like, my throat hurts now from the amount of shouting I did right. for different people during this race. Honestly. But I was like, oh, my God, Joe on the podium. Like, <laughs> right. I was like, I this was. will be amazing. I was so geared up to cry about it. <laughs> I really was. And then, oh, God. Oh, just everything that could have happened did happen. I know. He did. He got shafted. They kept him out too long, I think, before they made a pit stop. They did that with a lot of people. They did. It was a really odd strategy race, this one. People just couldn't get it right. And then no. I think it was because they were either predicting no rain or light rain, but then when it did rain, it, it was actually was the eyes. heaviest rain you've ever seen in your life. Yeah. Oh, a fun little thing they kept oh. saying this weekend about the rain, right? So the wet tyres, mm-hmm. so as fast as the cars go with the tyres on, they said that the amount of water that those wet tyres dispel mm-hmm. could fill a bath in one second. Oh, God. They said that a few times this weekend, and I've not stopped thinking about it. Because, like, they kept making jokes like, oh, your bath takes ten minutes to fill up. Mine takes one second. That is crazy. But I love when they have little facts like that. Same, I love it. I, I write down all the silly little ones. I never that heard say. that one. I'm sad. Oh, well, I'm glad I know now. Yeah. Um, I thought that was such a crazy amount of water, though. It is insane. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately for Joe, his race ended in lap 61. 
Term one, lap 61. That, cr- that crucial, crucial term one. Heartbreak. Uh, that was getting everyone. He went right into the barrier. It was a big crash. It was uh, a big, big one. It made me feel quite sick, actually. It did remind me a little of Silverstone. He went skirting into that. Yep, he, he did go really fast. But he's okay. He is, which is good, yeah. yeah. Speaking of which, and actually I'm going to go back to Oscar's crash in FP2. Yeah. And Daniel... So, obviously, when your driver crashes, the first thing you hear any team ask on the radio, are you okay? Yeah. Right? Yeah, obviously. They show that. Human life in there. They asked Daniel that. Did McLaren say that to Oscar? No. McLaren don't say that to anybody, though. Is the car okay? They always say that. Like, what do you mean? (laughs) Surely the human life is the priority. Right? But that's McLaren's thing. That's what they say every time. They don't care. They want the car more than they want the driver. It's the two teams that are worse for that are McLaren and Haas. Yeah. Don't know why I can't live like that. <laughs> yeah, bro. Sadu. I'm doing a sort of. <laughs> if you're not watching podcast, I'm doing a sort of uh, surfer bro sadu sign. Nice. Cool man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, McLaren and Haas are so bad for not asking their driver first. Terrible. If they're okay. Yeah. But anyway, uh, that just came into my head and I yep. wanted to say that because that annoyed me. Very much But yeah, so. Joe was okay. Bless him. Mm-hmm. It was disappointing. But, you know. Yeah. It was good to see that he had that potential to be up there. Yeah, because that was lap 64, right? Yeah, but I don't know where he was at that point. It was 61 he crashed. Lap 60. Oh, 61? I thought it was 64. I got 61 run. Oh. <laughs> no, no, it was 64 because oh. they red flagged it at 65. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because they it was yellows initially and then quickly went to red. Yeah. So it was like, okay. Yeah. Because Yuki also went off at that point. The rain was really heavy at this point. Yeah, it like... It basically, started coming down even more. It, heavens opened at the start of the race and then it cleared up and everyone went back onto slicks. Yeah. And then the heavens opened once again. Lap 64 was insane. The, everyone went on to inters, but the inters were struggling. Mm-hmm. And actually the only person on wets was Esteban. If Joe hadn't had his crash, yeah. Esteban, we could have seen him on the podium. Oh, for sure. He but, would have flown up there. I mean, there's a lot of speculating you could have done if such things hadn't happened. Definitely. And, but yeah, in all the sort of... Strategies kind of went out the window. For sure. Because it was chaos. There's two teams uh, that I kind of highlighted... In all of this, um, Mercedes notably possibly had the worst strategy issues. Yeah. They really took that baton from Ferrari and went, no, it's our turn this week. They did. So they left George out too long at the start when everyone boxed for enters. Yep. They told him to stay out and to just push through it because it was going to clear up. And, did and it, clear it up? started no, raining heavier. Um, so P3 to... Oh, actually, it was P18 at the start, apparently. Oh, um, nice. Minutes, I thought it was P16, but it was P18. Nice. But he did... He, when it dried up, he put in hards and put in a great recovery yep. as he's good at he's a really really he good, has, he's good at recovery. Uh, recovery driver but it was a shame because even in uh, lap 58 he almost lost the car and did a really great save mm-hmm. um, so it was a shame to see him do so poorly in the end do you know who didn't have a good save Perez oh yeah start a lap 64 this is the one that kicked everything off he had a really big spin and lost his second place he was all the way down but then they gave him his place back. They put him in third at the restart. Because that's the rules. I hate the rules. Because they went back to the last... Yeah, the last lap. Last order, yep. Terrible. But he got penalty anyway. He did, But yeah. um, I have a whole Red Bull section too, so... 
I've got a lot to say about them. Yes. And then George had a, a poor weekend. Lewis actually had a strong finish. Considering he had a poor qualifying and missed out and getting into Q3 mm-hmm. to finish, what was he, sixth today? Yeah. But he, he made it up. Um, so at least they had a, a stronger weekend yeah. from, from Lewis. And that was all right. And then, yeah, Red Bull. I, we, this is our Red Bull Conspiracy Club. It's back for another week. It is. Right? Um, so after Quali, I've got a quote from Toto Wolf. Because mm-hmm. I feel that this sums it up better than I ever could. Oh my God. Just got to get back into my Instagram now. Total Wolf said about um, the situation on qualifying. So there's a 1.3 second gap in qualifying yeah. between Checo and Max. Um, obviously, Checo behind Max, if yeah. you couldn't guess that. And Toto said, odd, bizarre. Checo is not an idiot. So I cannot comprehend that we've seen that. Max has destroyed every single teammate that was with him. And, like, I will accept that Max is a very talented driver. He is. And in a very fast car, but Czech was also very good at what he does and in a very fast car. Yeah. And Toto is right. It is a bit suspicious. Very suspicious. And to add to that, in this race, so the situation, they pitted Max first. Czech was reading the... Le- reading? Czech was leading the race. Yeah. Um, and they pitted Max first to change from Inter's to slicks again yeah. which allowed him to then undercut Checo when mm-hmm. Checo was pitted and so it was looked into and it was the team that made the decision not Max yeah. and they tried to claim that the reason they did it was because if they hadn't Checo would have been P1 and Max would have been P4 <laughs> not even the commentary box believed this yeah. everyone went absolutely not that yeah. is not what's happened Yeah. Um, like I get that this was a record for Max nine consecutive wins that's uh, equal to Seb now. Yeah. Um, and I get that it's Max's home race and this was a, bi- a big deal. Mm-hmm. But give Checo a bloody chance. Right. They've like, already taken everything from him. Oh, no, I feel so, so gutted for him. I know, it's really he sad. He wasn't given a better chance. And I don't got his penalty in the end. He got a five-second penalty for speeding in the pit lane. Yeah. Um, but it was a shame that they did that. Uh, I think that's quite frustrating. And at this point, why would... I know that everyone's like, oh, they're going to replace Checo. I hope Checo goes elsewhere. Yeah, same. I and hope gets he gets what he a, deserves. New, a new team with a, a good seat. But after this, why would anyone choose to go to Red Bull? Yeah. Genuinely, yeah. why would you choose to go to Red Bull? I know. Because not only are you going to be second max, which is fair enough if he's the better driver, yeah. but if you're actually going to be treated like that, why would anyone... I know. No so the only person that's going to replace Checo at this point is Daniel because he's the only person who actually wants to be yeah, yeah, you're in right. that seat, clearly. Because you're right. why would anyone else do it? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it, I was happy that Max won in the end. But that yeah, restart... You know what? Congratulations to Max because he has got his nine in a row. And, and that is a very big deal. At his home, home race. He's now one of three drivers who have ever done that. So it's, yeah. ve- it's a very good thing for him. But, but now it's time for something else to win. Yeah. And I was cheering. At that restart after the red flag, I was really cheering for Fernando. Even though I did say Same. that I was happy, happily see Max win. I was like, oh my God, Fernando's going to get it. Fernando's not won since 2013. I was really, really Fernando's excited. time. Um, Do you know what? I'm also very happy for Pierre. Yeah. What a podium today. And his radio messages are so cute when he does well. Because Passionate. he just loves what he does. Yeah. I know. Oh, it was a good moment. It was, a, it it was, was very a, good. It was a very good end to a very exciting race, I would say. Yes. 100%. I really enjoyed this weekend. 
Me too. For I thought madness. it was a good race. Um, I like Zandvoort as a track. Yeah, and I didn't even feel too sad about Ferrari because I had a good time. Yeah, same. Oscar didn't. It was still entertaining. Oscar didn't, you know, finish too high up, but he had an impressive drive. Yeah. Some great overtakes. I think all my options for overtake of the month, very, you know, it's not yeah. really many options for this month. Yeah. As yeah. we are at the end of August. Um, if Oscar doesn't get overtake of the month. I'll be glad. I know. I will be sad for him. Because uh, he had some, some beautiful weight overtakes. And Yuki as well. Mm-hmm. Great race. Great defending. Um, but then, yeah, shafted by Alpha Terry, not boxing early enough. And on the subject of the race being great, who was your driver of the day? Fernando. Yeah. It, nice. It was almost Oscar and it was almost Yuki. Um, but I, I, t- I took my driver of the day really seriously. Same. And I weighed up my options. I said, no, it's Fernando. And this was, I voted this during the red flags. This was before he even, you know, yeah, secured that yeah. P2. I was like, it's Fernando. He's I had to go so for good. Yuki this week. That's fair. I had to. He was doing so well. Who was, did we see who the split was? It was Max, Fernando and someone else. Yeah, it was. I can't remember who the someone else was, though. But yeah, Fernando won it, I think, by quite a lot. When I yeah. saw the split, he was on 20%. Yeah, it was 20 and when Max it, was when on about 14, so. Yeah. Well deserved for Fernando. Very well deserved, I'm glad. Yeah, what? How are we going to get better than that race? It does get better than that. I know. Monza. I'm very excited for Monza. I'm very nervous for Monza. <laughs> Do you know what? I, my expectations for Ferrari are... No, actually. My expectations for Charles are so low <laughs> um, that I'm not that nervous about Monza. I'm nervous because Carlos actually does do well in the race and yeah. I worry for my guy. Um, but I'm very excited for it. I want to see McLaren come back strong again. I think, yeah, I think they will be because Monza's quite a good track for it. And I think Oscar, I really am looking forward to this podium because I, I think it's cooking. I think it's coming. I'm also excited for the Williams podium that's imminent. Yeah. Come on, Albono. I know. We love you, Albono. Wow, that was, I feel like that there was a lot of information there and what started out in my notes as very structured has become very unstructured. A little bit chaotic. But that kind of sums up how the weekend was. It does. It's in theme. Yeah. Yeah. We've really reflected the mindset. I do yeah. feel a bit scrambled <laughs> today, really. No, same. I need like an early night. <laughs> oh, God, I'm knackered. Yeah. I ate so much food during that. I was stress eating like mad. So I ate and I had, I had a lovely fajita. Oh, I thought nice. that would keep me going. I know. Yeah. And then I had... An entire eight pack of snowballs. Quite right. This is this is horrendous. <laughs> uh, I had two protein bars. Oh, nice. And two two punnets of cherries. Two punnets. That's it clipped off. Battery splashing. That's wow. alright. So the Camp camera's gone. gone before we we're so close to wrapping Literally up. Literally are just wrapping if up. If only right I now. didn't even if only I didn't go into that summary of my lovely diet today. Sorry, right, we can just put a really funny video of us at the end of the video. That's fine. I don't even know how I'm going to edit that and we're going to have to take an alternate phone video. Yeah, Why am I really... I got really close to the mic all of a sudden. ASMR. ASMR. Um, that's really creepy. Sorry, guys. Yeah, it was. maybe we should just go for a really, a really calm ending. Yeah, Ooh, let's have a You can definitely really hear my stomach ending. really upset after those two punnets of cherries. For sure. But yeah. Oh my God, this is... I don't like... <laughs> Jazz is really looking in the eyes while she whispers into this microphone and I don't like it. So, but I'm really trying hard not to laugh. It's really... And read the ASMR. Wow, uh, guys. <laughs> thanks for tuning in to Girls on the Pit Wall. I can't do it. <laughs> Yeah, thanks for watching Girls on the Pit Wall. I can't keep this bit going. No, no. And thanks for watching, guys. Are we on Monza next weekend? Yeah, I think it is. I think it's a doubleheader. My whole concept of time is gone, really. Yeah. It's all been fried. Definitely. But yeah, Monza. Very ah! exciting.
I need to get that shirt though on a real note when they bring it out. The Le Mans shirt. Yeah, yeah. we've got to keep an eye out for that. We spoke about this last week. We did. Maybe it'll make an appearance. Fingers crossed. Hopefully it wasn't just a track. Oh, what if they only sell it at the track though? Fine, I'll go to Monza. <laughs> oh no, we're gonna have to go wee last minute trip to Monza. Whoops. Whoopsie doopsie. Never mind. Oh well. Wow. Well. I also I just wanna say, I would quite like people to let us know who their driver of the day was. Like yes, in general please. after each race, but particularly today. Because I think there's so many valid options that yeah. people could have voted for. Because I mean I it took me a while to figure it out. Maybe I, we'll start putting a little comment box up on Instagram story after yeah, we poll. Yeah. Um we'll do our own driver of the day poll. Yeah. Um, or maybe not a poll. We could do a if, poll. We could do a short. Do you think? I suppose we could do a comment box. Because I feel like comment box because yeah. other people might have a different driver. We'll figure it out and then maybe we'll make a nice little graph. Yeah. And then we'll show you guys who the gals on the pet wall driver of the day is yeah. with all of your votes. We'll do we'll do something. Yeah. Because I, I yeah, I wanna know. Same. I'm very curious. But yeah, that was it this week. Thanks for listening, guys. Woohoo! Bye! Bye! Oh, oh nope. Shit. shit. Nice. There we go.